Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about some of these fake online handgun courses that I'm... That we're actually seeing and that are hitting the state of Texas. Also, we're going to talk about no firearms allowed in shelters. And then we're going to chat about code next and density. And what exactly does that mean? And also, a nurse gets arrested in Utah. Oh, well, you know what? Blue lives really do matter. Uh, so that's the those are the things we're going to talk about today. So fake handgun license course. Let's chat about that first. So apparently... Uh, there's this thing that's going around around online um, with getting your handgun license course online. Well, that you can do. Okay, you can get your handgun course online, but not in the state of Texas yet. That's going to be for like Virginia. You can get one in Virginia and carry in Virginia, but that's going to be a little more expensive because the state fee for Virginia is a hundred dollars, and then you still got to pay the course fee. So you're actually paying more money to get a Virginia license, and you're not finding out that that's Virginia until you get down to the end and you actually pay for it. So don't get hoodwinked into wasting your money and paying for some type of online handgun course. Take your butt into a class. Sit If you want to get the license, right. go take a class, sit down, and get the laws of the state that you live in, which is the state of Texas. All right. Also, we're talking about no firearms allowed in shelters. Well, apparently, when people were evacuated from Hurricane Harvey, they went into a shelter down in Houston and they were searched at the door and were not allowed to bring their guns inside the shelter. Some people say, well, why do you need to bring a gun into a shelter? Now, people are stressed out in shelters. You know, they're really they're they're kind of stressed, you know, because of what's going on. It just had to evacuate from their home. And now they're stuck in this shelter. Well, you know what? I'm stressed out every day. There's not a day right. in this on this earth that I'm not stressed out. But you know what? I carry three guns on me. And so if I want to carry my handgun inside of a shelter, then you know what? I'm going to do that because I have a license to carry a handgun, and that is my right under the Texas state law. So let's get over it. Also, code next and density. What does that really mean? Well, you know, code next, which is what is code next? Let me let's go to Olivia. Olivia, tell us what is code next. I don't really even know anymore. Uh, code next seems to right now have been finally catching on for um uh, for East Austinites, and we are in the second draft of Codenext. Codenext is the new uh, city 
land development code plan because we've been stuck with the existing plan for what seems like 50 years. It depends on who you talk so to. So we're about. talking about the rules for, you know, how do you get things done in Austin as far as building, as far as being able to extend, expand your business, as far as being able to build uh, uh, maybe a second story on your house. You know, we're talking about right. those rules and Zoning, getting that stuff done. Zoning and planning, stuff of that nature. plotting, parcel packages. Well, the whole thing know. about code next is density. They're pushing this density. Right. That's a code word, people. Density. Here's what that means to me, okay? What we want to do is we want to put you in these high-rises. We're going to build these high-rises, put little shops at the bottom. We're going to stick you in these high-rises. Also, you're going to rent those, okay? They're not going to be all condos and things of that nature. We're talking rental property. So you're going to rent these little high-rises and move in there. And also, we're going to put whatever we want in that lease. Do you know that in all of your government housing, all of your government housing, you're not allowed to bring any firearms because that is in the lease, the contract that you sign. That's government housing, though. Exactly. But also they're doing that in apartment complexes in Austin. Not all well. of them. You have the not choice. Not all of them, but you some of them You have the are. choice to read your lease. Everybody needs to read their lease. Exactly, because it's a contract. You it's have to contract. sign that contract. You don't have to live where you live if they don't allow firearms or uh, accessibility to your firearm without triple checking in or whatever, then you don't have to sign that contract. Find a different apartment. But think about density and actually what does that mean? So they're going to stick you in this high rise, put the little shops at the bottom, and then make you want to take public transportation. So now with all the little natural disasters that we're seeing, Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma, Hurricane Jose, and I think Jose is really chasing Irma because I, I think uh, Irma's Irma really be tripping. Yeah, Irma's kind of pissed off because she's she mad is. because um. Is she mad? She, yeah, she's mad because hurricane the other hurricane. Uh, she, I think her and Jose were messing around and Irma what? found out. And Why so, you go there? Well, because I think Irma found out and now Irma is 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 she's looking for her and she wants to get her. But Jose saying, "No, honey, come back, stop." You know. Well, you gotta make it all about but, relationships. But but, but Irma's mad. And yeah. so that's what's going on there. Right. But we have these natural disasters that are that are happening right now. And if you're if you have to depend on public transportation, if you have to depend on the government to come and get you to transport you from point A to point B because they force you into this density style style living, that's going to cause a problem. Well, and also a lot of this density that we're talking about with Codex happens to be focused on the east side. And um, the east side is the lower portion of Austin and uh, it's kind of downhill. And so a lot of Codex, you'll hear them talk about impervious cover. And I did try to get the mayor to actually define that at the meeting he had at Houston Tilliston last Sunday. And he, he never really got around to it. But um, so... East Austin is built basically in a floodplain, and there are parts of Central and West Austin that do have flooding areas, but if you notice, Shoal Creek, every time it floods, it gets rebuilt literally overnight, and there's portions of East Austin that that's still not happening with. There's still got a lot of damage from the from the Onion Creek floods and whatnot, and so, you know, when you're, when you're adding density, and, dens and density doesn't just mean one building, it means a lot of buildings in in an area. And I know that we had people on here last time that were talking about Antarctica being dense, but we're not talking about Antarctica. We're talking about East Austin. And so one what of you're talking about is turning Austin, Texas into a place like uh, New York City is what you're talking about. That's really what it boils down to. Essentially, that's what that's what it 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 looks to pan out as. But the consultants have repeatedly said there's no uh comparative data, there's nothing that they can base it off because Austin is so unique, which is exactly why this is kind of like the the city's biggest social experiment ever. It's 
it's not being handled the way it should handle. These are people's lives and they're going to be building and and they are. There, there is a whole entire chapter of Code Next that talks about reducing parking spaces. And so, yes, well, tech, yeah, it does work. feel like the municipal government is forcing you to take a city bus. And if you have children, there is only one children's hospital in East Austin and it's not near. Uh, I mean, if your child is having an emergency or something, you're going to be forced to take a bus to the hospital. And I don't know how many people have had to do that. I've I've tried to take a bus just to uh, the HEB on 51st Street. Right, but hold that thought. Before we finish talking about that, I also want to talk about, before we go to our break, the nurse that got arrested oh, in Utah. Because a lot of people are upset about that nurse that got arrested in Utah. So this nurse was in the hospital in Utah, and she was supposed to draw blood from a patient. Well, apparently the patient had gotten into some type of car accident uh, with a law enforcement officer. So he wanted her to draw the blood. And so... I guess we talked about this online a little bit, right, Olivia? Yes, we did. Yeah, and some people got upset because I made the joke, well, you know, um, you know, uh, off, hey, officers' lives matter too, you know. Uh, and he was just doing his job, and, you know, she should have just complied. She was doing her job, <laughs> and she was actually following HIPAA code, which is a federal law. Exactly. And so federal overrides city any time, any given day. And I'm sure she's going to win a lot of money from that lawsuit. I hope and she, she does. should. And I mean, the thing is, like, you know, like I said earlier online, is I've had nurses reject drawing my blood because I have really tiny veins that are hard to get to. And I did not body slam nobody into the ground. The bottom line is he was wrong because totally you, cannot wrong. First, you cannot force uh, a nurse to actually draw blood. You know, just like I cannot force one of my sales clerks to sell someone a gun. The you, bottom line is just wrong. You can't force a police officer to arrest a black man because he's black. <laughs> I mean, we could play that game all day long. He was wrong and she was right, and I hope that's a humongous lawsuit. But you see what happens when we have we have white girl down? You know, and, and my thing is that people get so upset about different little things in this world. Uh, you got to learn how to agree to disagree. You know, you just you're not going to agree with everything that someone says. You know, we talk about all these different things online. And I got some people that, you know, get upset with me and because of something that I said, you know, if you thought that I was actually serious about agreeing with the fact that the officer, you know, arrested this lady, then you haven't listened to me, not one I iota don't know who you in are. your life. Exactly. You know, you, you know, I mean, Becky took one for the team. I got to say, Nurse Becky took one for the team. She took one for everybody. What is sad, though, is that we take something like this for someone really to did, realize that there's a problem with you know, that mentality. Right. And then people say that, well, it's one bad apple, you know, that's in the bunch. Well, what happens to the one bad apple? If you have one bad apple, and this is what I used to teach kids, you know, that were trying to get out of trouble. If you have one bad apple and a bag of really good apples and that one bad apple gets bruised within 24 hours, the toxins that are released from that bruised apple start to affect all the other apples. 24 hours. Mm. And so one bad apple spoils the bunch then. Fast. All right. Also, we have sitting inside the studio, we have uh, Coach Howard Ware. Uh, Coach Ware, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Thank you. So uh, Coach Ware is, was a coach, track coach at Houston Tillerson. Yep. For 22 years. 22 years. Wow. How'd you do that for 22 years at Houston well, Tillerson? You got, well, you got you, you to like it. You got to like what you do. And anything that I tell everybody, anything that you get into, you have to like that. And besides, I like coaching kids anyway. To see that they be successful at what they do and not be a menace to society. Make sure that whatever you do in life, it's, it's, it's a two-catch thing. Either you like it or you don't like it. I don't believe in anybody should be getting into anything 
if they don't like it. You don't do things just because somebody else wants you to do it. And we're going to talk with Coach Ware about what's going on in East Austin with with, uh, Code Next and also Density. Also, we have um, inside the studio, we got my friend Jelly. Jelly, uh, welcome to uh, Come and Talking. You better call her Angelica. Okay, Angelica. Thanks. uh, Thanks for reminding me. And so she's going to leave us soon. She's today. actually going to D.C. today. Mm. She's going to fly. Look at her. She's getting all emotional mm. and cracking up and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're actually hijacking her for a little bit. We're going to talk to her about Code Next and what's going on in East Austin also because we had a little forum at Houston Tillerson this week, uh, well, last weekend, about that. And then also we have sitting in the studio a mini who. Step on up to the mic. What up, y'all? What up, y'all? And so, Aminihu is a, you are a hip-hop artist, correct? Yes, sir. All right. And so, the reason I brought you into the studio, because you actually said some stuff that actually touched me at the event um, last weekend. And I like the way you worded some of the things and some of your concerns about what's happening in East Austin. And you talked about why you're leaving Austin. And this is the problem. Yeah. You know, there, there are a lot, a lot of demographics that are coming to Austin, that are coming to Texas, but there's one demographic that's leaving. And we're also the demographic that the city loves to boast about. So it's something that uh, it, it's very irritating to me, but like most important beyond me being irritated, there needs to be a solution. Or like if, if we all go, it's like, oh, quit selling the city as such. If we're gonna, if we're not here, actually, so it's something very important to me. All right, so we're talking about all of that today, and it's going to be a really quick show. We're talking about fake online handgun courses. Don't get hoodwink. We're talking about no firearms allowed in shelters. We're talking about code next, and that code word called density. What does that really mean to you, density? And the nurse gets arrested in Utah. Blue lives matter. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Talk 1370 is everywhere with the new Talk app. Get it now at talk1370.com. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We got to take you back to church. Take you way back. That's right. All right. So we're talking about the fake online handgun courses. We're talking about no firearms allowed in shelters. We're also talking about code next and density and what that means. Well, apparently we got some comments online. Uh, Dave Sullivan, who's on the commission for code next, has got something to say. What does Dave have to say, Olivia? <laughs> He's not on the commission. He was on the advisory uh, board, and he said, Code Next is about choice, Michael. No one is going to stuck in any form of housing against his or her will. No one is going to be forced to live anywhere. Thanks. Density right. No one's, getting, no one's getting forced out of their home in East Austin either, Dave, Dave Sullivan. Dave Sullivan. So no one's getting forced out of their home, right, Dave? Right, Dave? Right. You that's go what, tell that to somebody who doesn't know any better. That's what said in Clarksville in 1920. You got something to say to me, Dave? You Dave, call into the show, Dave. Dave. Look what happened, Dave. We warned you. Don't be doing that. Dave should just call in. He ain't dropping the call line. So tell us, um, I want to hear from Eminihu, uh, what's your, your thought? You were... 
you were at this event last Sunday, and you heard the mayor talk about Code Next. And, but, but, but before I, I have you respond, let me tell you something about, you know, the mayor. <laughs> I saw this little video of the mayor uh, on YouTube or Facebook where he was showing people how to make little gift baskets or something like that for the needy. You know, the last gift thing basket. I need to see in this town is the mayor who lives in um, the W on the top floor sitting, you know, sitting in his office telling me or showing me the peasant how to make a gift basket. Let me tell you, I lived in the ghetto of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I had spam for Thanksgiving one year. So I don't need him to tell me what I need to do to put some things together to go send some people. That's the last thing I want to do. You know what, Mr. Mayor, why don't you send some money down to Houston or something like that? Put up a shut up. Don't sit on on Facebook or YouTube and show exactly and show me how to put some crap together. You can't show me nothing. Are you out your freaking mind? Please. All right, go ahead, Emenihu. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Omenihu. Omenihu. O m e n i h u. See, I got that. Um, with that being said, I can't speak on a, any of that. Um, I've been. But you could talk about, you know, your idea of Code Next and and what your experience was at this meeting. Uh, you know, and yeah. how that's going to affect East Austin. Um, and I currently live on, on East Austin. I live off of 14th Street. And it's it's one of those situations where I've seen my rent go up each year. Um, I don't see like the house that I live in going up each year. Like the house standard isn't increasing, but I see uh, a lot next to me. I see um, black families slowly moving out and then more white people moving in. And I've been trying to understand like, okay, how do I stay comfortable in this city whenever... So many things are changing, but all these changes aren't improving my life or my peers' life. Like, I live in a house of mostly black men, and, like, we're, every day it's like, oh, wait, how do we pay rent this month? And, like, our opportunities aren't opening up. Like, there's, like, in Austin, like, as a musician, especially one who makes hip-hop music, the industry doesn't lean towards us. So... We have to create opportunities on our own. We have to, I guess, even break laws to, like, throw events so that we can put our, our artistries on display. And actually, up until this week, you know, they didn't even want anybody uh, that looked like you on any commissions. <laughs> so, and that's, and I'm glad I'm here. I'm calling it like I see it. Yeah, and I, I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm here to speak. Um, and, like, being in that commission, uh, in that town hall meeting uh, last week, I didn't see anyone that looks like me in there as in like, oh, someone who uh, in their mid 20s who creates art, who wants to be a resident in the city for X amount of years. I didn't see anyone speaking. Everyone was coming from like, oh, I've been here for 30 or I've been here for 10. I'm like, wait, like your interests are different from mine, even though we have the same interests of keeping the city diverse. It's like, wait, no one's speaking to my struggles, to my problems. So that's so why code I, next may be an answer to your prayers. Yeah, I but I don't know. I don't know the 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 legislation changes in that. And like when I see when everyone's talking about new, com- we're talking. If we're talking about affordable housing, we're talking about you know getting you into a place that you can afford and having all those things you know at the bottom of those buildings where you have all your resources right there. You can get a job into one of the in one of those shops and work there. That's what we're talking about. No, I, I have a college degree. <laughs> <laughs> so like you don't work at, at no sandwich shop. Like, in a, straight up to the facts, mics. because it's like, 
once once again, I see creatives as baristas and waiters. That's not going to get you from point A to point B. Austin's full of those jobs where you're you can be comfortable of just like oh like I made eight hundred this month. I have enough. I have enough to like buy my my alcohol, my other indulgence, and like make it to the next month. That doesn't that doesn't help change this place. I think uh, all these new high rises and all that like. I think they're actually being built. I know the conversation last week was about affordable housing, but what I see is condos. I see condos being built for imaginary people rather than people who actually live here. Uh, What are you seeing, uh, Coach Ware? Because I saw this sign as I was driving in today. I saw this sign that was right on 35 and I want to say it was like 12th Street. Um, at that little Mexican restaurant there, with you that's know. a developer sign. It was, yeah, it, yeah, it, exactly. it was talking about trying to to keep the community in the community, and there's right. been some haggling over that property. Oh yeah, and so it's they, interesting. It's very interesting because which, because which, if they were to build right there, it would block the the capital view, okay. which we talked about no, before on no, the show. No, no, so see, so what is your thought? Talk to the mic. No, no see, no, my thing was like when we had that that show at um, Houston Tillerson. The bottom line is we got all these high rises going up. Get a little closer. Okay. We got all these high rises going up. The problem I got with that is where are we going to have our kids play? Mm. Sports. All the parts going to be gone. They're cutting the trees down for high rises. You can't play on top of no cotton picking building. Mm. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, you, you might put a fence on top of a building like you do in New York. And they shoot basketball up there. This is not a prison thing. Yeah, well, they, we're gonna we're gonna create that atmosphere like Chicago. But that's not good, though. I know. That, that, that's not good. You got to go in the park. You got you got tons of high rises around, and you got that one little park and that one little space there for the kids to go play. That's not good. We we got a problem here now. You know, the, you, you, we got track clubs running around here. Can't use the the uh, the the schools, and they're paying taxes and stuff. You know, for they do that, but then we got to pay some more money to use the tracks here and stuff. Then, we, like I said before, like we wonder why these kids from Houston and Dallas come out here and whoop up on the kids' more because nobody won't let us in. Mm. It, they, they're building too much, and it, it's, it's too much outsiders, not say outsiders, but people that comes in here. And now, how long, how long have you been here in Austin? Forty-some years. Mm. Okay. And I've seen a lot, and nobody can tell me anything different. And stuff. We are not taking care of the people that's here. And, well, actually, sometimes, you know, some. Some of the people not trying to take care of themselves either. But the bottom line is we have to figure out something not to start. Next 10, 15 years, you won't be, you won't, you won't be able to go anywhere. Now, let me ask you this. Why do people continue to vote for the same people in mm. city council? Because they don't go to no meetings and they don't know no better. Because we're, we're putting the same people in office. Yeah. In Austin yeah. City Council, and they're doing the, they do they're continually do the same thing. I promise you. I, nah, don't promise me anything. I want to see it. Don't do not do that. And the biggest part of that is, you know, we, whether they like it or not, we mimicking after these big cities, L.A., Chicago. And they're know, failing. Yeah. yeah and, and, and they're and, failing. And the same thing. The little, the little high-rise apartments, going, you can't, you can't put, some of them you can't put a sofa in, but you're paying $2,000 a month. And they're failing. That's crazy. It don't make no sense to me. We, we have no more land on east side of Austin to build anything. And you have people that are, you know, 
that, that have moved out because they, they want – there are people that want to have that house. They want to have a yard. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to mm-hmm. you know build their little mm-hmm. fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that on the property. All right, so let me go to my co-host David, you know, who's moved out, you know, out of the city, you know, away from here. Three years ago yeah. on the third. And and why? Because I couldn't afford it. My my rent for a three bedroom house was fourteen hundred a month, and when I moved out, got my acre with a three bedroom, two bath house, and I paid nine forty. Mm-hmm. But since then, it's risen. Now I pay eleven sixty a month. Mm-hmm. So taxes have gone out outrageously high even all the way out in mcdade mm. so but yeah i mean my uh the last house i lived in that i rented i couldn't even the garden i have now at my house is probably four or five times bigger and i have fruit trees and everything i want space for my dogs and i don't have to worry about any of these city problems anymore so you, you're not worried about uh, a high-rise you know <laughs> nope. little shops down at the bottom my town has 10, 329 10 people those are, those are called great. vmus and actually vmus have not and Whatever i code was where you want to use i don't want to live in it it's, it's called, it's called vertical mix unit and i specifically asked dave sullivan since he wants to come on here and troll this page <laughs> to show me the success rate of VMU since 2008, since the city decided this was going to be such a great idea for Austin. I, I wanted to see the, the business. If I was a I, criminal, you know what? I like Code Next as a criminal. You because know? you can. As it's a, criminal, a one-stop I shop. I love Code Next. One-stop shop. Oh, yeah. So the success rate of VMUs has yet to be determined. There's no data Easy on it. Easy to break into your vehicle. No, hold on just a second. Go ahead. These businesses are usually independently owned. If they're chained, even if they're a chain, they are not successful. Most of them don't make it past the one-year mark. Most people, those were designed for the people who worked downstairs could live upstairs. The rent is so high that those people that work downstairs couldn't afford it. The people that ran those businesses couldn't afford their leases on those. Vert's Kebab, which was, uh, it's in Post South Lamar, was, this is a great example of VMUs not working. And it's, it's still happening, and they're still pushing them. They're still building them. There's one in East Austin right now. There's a tuxedo shop at the bottom. And, and, and You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's it's like an Italian suit shop at the bottom. That's because uh, the regular person can't afford to lease space in those places. Nobody can le- afford to lease space in the place. It should be like, you know, if it was like a, a Mexican bakery at the bottom or something, and it, they showed success with having like real-time needs in the bottom. There's not even fresh food stores in East Austin. Let's but talk they about, a, there's a code word they place. use as far as the picture, the outline, the way the neighborhood looks. What is that word they the use? The neighborhood characteristics. The characteristics of the neighborhood. Let's talk about that for a second. Don't get me started on that. All right, go ahead, Coach Weir. In the last 10 years, the last 10 years, they got so many restaurants that went up and the little trailers. And, the, this, and then we wonder why, you know, America have a bad fitting of uh, of kids obese and stuff and, 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 and people my age and stuff. They say... At one time, Austin was the, what, third fittest city in the United States? What? I don't believe that. Zach's pretty fit. I don't believe that. Because there's a lot of... You do. You, you believe that? He's fit, though. Huh? Zach is pretty fit. Well, that's because you get out and do something. You don't eat all that processed food. And stuff. I had fried know. chicken last night. What? Yeah, but you get up this morning, you and go eat, morning. right? Yeah. I mean, you go run. Fried chicken. Oh, but I'm, from Gus's. But, 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 but what I'm saying is, is that, you know, they're forgetting about... Eastside, they're forgetting about the kids. They're forgetting about people 
and, and not just people of color stuff. That, that east side is going to turn into a, be a havoc. You won't be able to drive nowhere. Gonna be like New York, and they used to buy no car. So actually, you're right. They're gonna make you ride the bus. They a are. Min, a who? You just you just nod your head. What are you, what are you thinking there? No, that's like he hit the nail on the head. Like being on the east side, there's a luxury of not needing a vehicle. Yeah, everything's at your fingertips. But like it's getting to a point where it it's just not gonna make sense anymore. Like. The East Side. I remember when I got here six years ago. I my barber. I met my barber through my cousin who used to go to UT, and he's like, "Yo, it's on the East Side." I remember when everybody was like, "Yo, don't go to the East Side." Six years ago, that was the language being used at UT. Now it's like, "Oh, I live on the East Side now." Yeah. Like and like and see now I don't go to yep. East Side. I used to go to East Side yep. to get to get all my food, go to the restaurants and stuff like that. And it's funny you say that because now I don't go. You don't do it because. <laughs> The characteristics have changed. Like, uh, right next to Las Cruces, like, I, I know Veronica, but right next to them was this, this place called Vibe Collective. I'm like, yo, like, my first song has the word vibe in it. I'm like, maybe this place is cool. It's a salon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it's, it's California. They're, they're, yeah, they're changing but, it. Well, and it's just like, yo, this place, like, Everyone, everywhere. That's why we need a couple overcarrying marches. We'll send them back to California. I got a plan. Oh, I got the master plan right here, baby. Everywhere I go, <laughs> every, we're going to some open carry march, some sword marches. We're, we're going. We're coming to the east side. I'm coming for I you. I need to get my license. You do. Um, nothing like a black man carrying a gun. I'm telling you, you're gonna learn today. <laughs> I don't want you feeling bad. <laughs> you no, because he'll sit over here saying nothing. Just don't so, feel bad about this. But but the bottom line is, we all in this together. Whether you white, black, blue, purple, East Side is gonna be a fortress of buildings and, and clay, mud, cement, and the whole shebang. But what about the West Side? But see the problem. But everything gonna be fixed over there. You know that. But that's what we're saying. Like, yeah, it's gonna be why is Codex focused on the East Side, making East Side dense? What's wrong with the West Side? Tear Nimby. down the trees on West Nimby. Side. What cra cracks me up Nimby's is like, NIMBYs, let us come. Not in my we're backyard, NIMBY. We're coming. They're building, 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 building. They have not done one cotton picking thing with that I uh, thirty five right there. Any time part of the day in Austin, Texas, that thing is backed up. But they're building so many buildings. Y'all need to be trying to think about Density. building some some outer streets and stuff, or like them trucks come through here. They just tie up everything. The only major city, only major city that allows hazardous materials to drive through their downtown is Austin, Texas. Oh, is wow. Austin, Texas? Didn't know that. <laughs> I, and the one thing I was just gonna say, like I'm from Dallas. Dallas is trying to be like Austin. Yep. Deep Ellum is trying to be like Austin. You go to New York, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I love Austin. Like, we're trying to, I wish New York or Chicago. But they're changing it. Yeah. They're changing the characteristics. Like, the the head is chasing the tail, the tail is chasing the head. And I don't understand why the city wants to be like these other cities when we had the blessing of of how it was. And now we're we're trying to transition into this realm that... It's gonna it's gonna cap out and be for me corny. This place is gonna be corny soon. Go ahead, David. I lived in East Austin my whole life. You and, did. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Lived off of Cloverleaf and Fifty First. Ah, what's up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right off Cloverleaf, thirteen oh three. That's right. Yep. Lived there for years. I lived over by uh, by Reagan for a few years, and I lived out um, in Harris Branch towards Manor my entire life, and can't afford to live here anymore. 
I don't like anybody in this town hardly because they're all Californians, and I'm just like, I want to slap the hell out of them. I don't like anybody. I seriously, I, I come to Austin, and it's a rarity that I hear somebody else say, yeah, I'm an Austinite. I, I was born here. I've lived here for, like you have, for 40 years. You know, it's rare. Hell, even get six years out of somebody is like, oh, yeah. all right, I'll consider you an Austinite because you came before all this crap. The consultants for Code Next are from California, by the way. But you... Oh, there's, yeah, one of the guys that right, on though. the commission actually built the Austonian. But he's well, right, he also though. built that other salvation or mm-hmm. anything, whatever. But the consultants who designed Code Next are from California. Everybody let that yeah. everybody mm-hmm. let that sink in for just like two seconds. Oh yeah. Oh, we know. We come back. We're we're talking about fake online handgun courses. We're talking about Code Next, that code word that's density. We're also talking about no firearms allowed in shelters, and also that nurse that was arrested in Utah. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Listen to your favorite shows. Keep up with the latest breaking news and more anytime at Talk1370.com. Talk1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, you can't always get what you want, you know, so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to figure it out, sort it all out, and and figure out what's the best way to go. All right, so now Houston, with Hurricane Harvey, there's a lot going on. There's uh, Tempers are getting high because people are upset because the resources are not going the way that they're supposed to go. They're not going the direction they're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of money, a lot of companies, a lot of different groups are popping up. And people have good intentions. They're starting, you know, with the good intentions, but then things are going wrong down the road and it's going in the wrong direction. So we got to be a little careful when dealing with different groups and different organizations when it comes to raising money and, you know, someone saying, hey, you know, donate money here or Mm. come drop off some, you know, Mm. things over here. You got to be careful with that stuff because it can go the wrong direction. And here's what a city council member said down in Houston. Now, my last rant will be on the Red Lost. I'm sorry, the Red Cross. Because the Red Cross, if anybody wants to donate to the Red Cross, please call me. I beg you not to send them a penny. They are the most inept, unorganized organization that I've ever experienced. I've been in Kingwood fighting this thing, and we have not seen one person, not a single person from the Red Lost. Yet, every time I turn on the TV, they're receiving multi, multi hundreds of millions of dollars. What are you guys doing with it? How many contractors are you helping us with? So to this day, many days after the hurricane hit, I have not seen a single person in Kingwood or in Clear Lake that's a representative of the Red Cross. You know who opened our shelters? We did. You know who sent water and supplies? We did. People didn't have cots. We got them blankets. We didn't get a darn thing from the Red Cross. So. If anybody wants to send them money, don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Send it to other causes. Thank you, Mayor. 
All right, so that was a city council meeting down there in Houston, Texas. Like I said, you got to be careful. Make sure you verify these different companies that you're working with uh, to make sure that they're doing what they say they're going to do. You have to There's do some a, homework. There is a rule of thumb when you um, work with any evacuee or any um, person that's that's fleeing a disaster. Some of us who worked with Katrina, uh, you know, the rule of thumb is do not go down to a an area that's been declared a disaster by your government and bring back people that you're not going to be responsible for for three to six months. That's mm. the rule of thumb. <laughs> that means for every person you go down there, you just adopted 30 or more children mm. for three to six months. And their pets. And their pets and their children. Mm. You have to be responsible. And people get upset like, well, you know, like a lot of people say they're 501Cs, but they're not. They're not. They're, they're not. not. And, and, you know... I hate to say, I mean, I, I, out of the kindness of my heart too, like I like helping people too. I'm not an org. I'm just one person because I accept 100% responsibility for everything I do. Every person that I've helped during this evacu evacuation and this, this storm has my cell phone number. My phone is available 24-7. They can call me if they still have any needs. I helped any, everybody get their kids in the school. I helped them get counseling, drug counseling, whatever they needed. And when you overdo it on a situation because you want media time or you want airplay and you start to endanger people's lives, that's when that's why we have. I mean, sometimes like this is why we have government, you know, like the government has to regulate things like that because you can't you can't expect to save people. And then the next day be like, I'm done. I'm tired of this. I'm bored. I need more that. money. You can't do that. If you're a 501c, you can apply for emergency disaster relief assistance from the government and the government will help you take care of people if that's your choice but that has to happen in a timely manner it's a series of steps you can't just be a 501c and then start to go rescue people you have to you have to go through a system and a process and if you went through the 501c process then you need to just keep going if you're not even a 501c you should not be putting people's lives in danger and taking that how are people going to get back i mean there's so many there's so many open end questions people don't necessarily want to stay in austin mm. all collecting money Oh, people, you shouldn't be collecting money. Mm. Where's your checks and balances system? Mm. Mm. And make sure that they have a receipt book to give you a receipt Do you receipt have, back. I mean, it, it's a real problem. People take advantage of other people. And it, it, it's an actual law. It's an indigent care law. And if you if you take in somebody who's been through a traumatic situation and, you, and you're not taking care of them, unfortunately, as good as or better than the government is, you shouldn't be doing it, mm. period. And, you, and, and you're absolutely right, because when Katrina hit, and a lot of people was in, in the Astrodome. That's right. A friend of mine had a truck. He loaded that truck up with bread, meat, and everything. He went in to figure out where to bring it. Came out, truck gone. Nobody saw anything. Mm. First of all, these people are already frustrated. Right. And they're sitting out there, and they're hungry. They're not going to tell you anything. Whenever they find a truck. But you're right. My my company, Australia, is a five hundred one C, and we took a lot of people from the um, by LBJ and took them to the um, Walmart and places like that. And we are five hundred one C. Never asked anybody anything. If you want to donate some money, I recommend you donate it to HEB. H-E-B just yes. really handled yes. it. Like, everybody yes. needs to give H-E-B some credit because, I mean, they've done this before where they just kind of take over the situation. And they don't do even a, ask. They, they Don't even ask. They, they don't even ask. Trucks head down. Boom. And, and that's the right way to do it. I mean, if you really want to help, you get involved with an organization like H-E-B. You, or, you know, mm -hmm. I mean...
The best thing you could do is when you're at the register, donate a couple extra donate dollars. Donate some H-E-B. money because you That's know the best you, thing can you can actually do. see what they're doing oh, in yeah. real time. Because that money's going to go where they say it's going to go. H-E-B is on the move. Yep. Always. I tell you, I'm looking at the, uh, the updates from Hurricane Irma, and uh, Hurricane Irma is actually going through Naples, Florida right mm. now. Ooh. And it's... Uh, and. It reminds me, I'm looking at the pictures, and it kind of reminds me of Hurricane Andrew when I was down there in Florida. Yeah, it actually will, this hurricane will pull the trees up by their roots. It's something like you never heard before. And I never forget Hurricane Andrew. So I remember sitting in the house. It's, it's almost like a, a freight train was coming straight. Mm-hmm. It was outside the door, and the train was going right <coughs> by my window. I never forget that in, li- in my life. I was so scared. Luckily, they were, they, those people in Florida were evacuated early. Yeah, and, and how many millions? Mandatory <laughs> evacuation. Million? They sent in the Navy. A lot. The Navy came in. When people complain about, well, you can't evacuate 6 million well, people in Houston. Houston's too big. Everybody's going to die. The Navy took over. The the mayors, the governor, they asked the fleet the services of the, the United States to come in and help evacuate these people so nobody would die. So you got to question what Sylvester Turner's motives were. I don't know. The, I know the, the mayor of New Orleans is sitting in prison right now for the mm-hmm. same thing. Yep. And people are acting like... Six million people would have died on the road. Mm. No, there, we have this example. And right now we're about to see side by side what happens when you have a good governor, when you have a good mayor, when you have the you have control of the situation. Mm. That's what that governor. We don't did. have Democrats in the, in the mix. Exactly. That's Florida's just me. I'm calling it like I see it. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling it like I see it. There was there was a thing that came out from Houston. I'm, I'm from Houston. My family's from Aleph and uh I was telling my family to evacuate because there was a leak from City Hall from Sylvester Turner's office. And the, and the lady said, hey, this is going to be a really bad storm. You all need to evacuate. And then City Hall went on stage and said, no, no, everything's under control. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> but now we're seeing these, this huge catastrophic event happen. I mean, uh, me, and a, me and a team of, of youngsters, we were out there saving people with boats. And it, it, it was disgusting to see. It was really sad. I mean, where was the fire department, the... Uh, the Red Cross, where where were all these people that were our tax money is going towards? Where 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 were they? It, it was literally civilians out there saving people uh, to water to their necks, calling us in the Cajun Navy and and a couple dispatchers here locally in Austin. I mean, it it, it really makes you question where where is our money going to? Like the National Guard, our, our military, um, and whenever you would try to go in there and, and and try to assist people, they would tell you to turn around and to to not help. So what do you what do you do? And then, David, you guys were down in Rockport. You know, how, how were things down in Rockport? Uh, it was destruction, man. I mean, Port Aransas is gone. Aransas Pass is almost gone. Rockport's almost gone. Uh, my brother-in-law's street, there were only three houses still standing. Mm. His, his neighbors, and the guy on the other side of his neighbor. And it's because they have hundreds of live oak trees that saved their houses. But wow. anyone that didn't have trees literally surrounding them, so if we had a disaster of like torrential winds and flooding in East Austin, we don't have any more trees over there. So Thank you. I'm just saying they got trees yeah. in West Austin, though. Lots yeah. of them. The, tr- the trees saved his house. I mean, so it's that simple. The, the trees saved now, you. And when and, and what before you le- when did you leave, by the way? Oh, we, we, we left Saturday morning. OK, so when you're there, so early. you're there, you've been there the entire time since after the hurricane passed mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. So what? relief organizations did you see down in Rockport? H-E-B, National Guard. Wow. Nice. And uh, there was, God, there are troopers everywhere. Right. State troopers are everywhere. The state troopers. To help, yeah, yeah, DPS. They were all over the place, just, 
you know, stop looting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Saturday night, we were there. I don't know why they're over in that area. They went over in Houston. I'm just curious. I'm just wondering. I, I think because they're afraid. Well, you know, I can, I can say uh, that I was part of it. was dry. Houston, you were afraid of. I'll answer that. What? Oh, in the mic. In the mic. Um, some of the, 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 the police officers over there, mm -hmm. some of the sheriff's department were trying to go in and help some people, mm -hmm. and they, people were taking shot, pot shots at them. Mm. They were shooting at them. So, you know, their lives just in jeopardy. Now, that's kind of, and the reason why I think you're doing that, because the little criminals out there running around, because they want to rip somebody else, so they don't want the police around. That's And, and that was crazy. So well, now they just back off. You, and now, Livy, you li listening to the police scanner right. while all this I stuff was, was going on. I was on. part of, like, a, a cross, you know, not only FEMA, but also a local dispatch team. And I was, you know, on board with about nine scanners all day long. And you, I mean... People have no idea what was going on. And I would tell all of these groups, listen to this scanner before you try to go down there. And I mean, I was even worried. Angelica went down there and I was like, oh, dear God, take some Kevlar. Like I was not playing because. Take everything because you're not going to get any help, no resources. You're right, on your own. Right. You're and literally on your own. I mean, from day one, you know, there were there were calls like, you know, shots being fired at police officers. And mm -hmm. I mean, it. People don't understand that chaotic situation, how dangerous, and it's, it's life or death. And if you're already dealing with an oppressed people or people in a, in a situation that, you know, it, it's not, yeah. you know, I'm not a, if, if you are trying to get food, I understand that. If you are shooting at rescuers, that's a huge problem. Like these are civilian rescuers also that were getting shot at, not just <coughs> the police. I mean, the police were leaving situations that they were getting called in for, for looting because it was too dangerous. They couldn't get out fast enough because of the floods. All right. And I know we got, um, we had, um, like a, a, a lot of people coming in from a different, different states and things like that. I had people coming in from New York, Connecticut and all those places. And they were flying out of New York. Well, when you fly out of New York, if you're from a different state, you don't have a, a license to carry a gun mm -hmm. in New York. You can't take your gun into New York and fly out of New York. So we had a lot of people that were coming here, you know, trying to get their, you know, guns, ammunition. Just to go to um, Houston? Just to go down to Houston. Mm -hmm. And they, well, they, were, they were getting it all worked out. I took my guns down Yeah, they, had, to they actually got it all worked out. So they were buying ammunition and getting stocked up to go to Houston. You know, they were doing, you know, make sure they had the Kevlar. I told everybody, sure that, make sure you, know, you have Kevlar exactly. and extra ammo. All right, so we're talking about that. We're talking about a lot more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is State Representative Jonathan Sticklin, and you are listening to Come and Talk It on Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. I tell you, I, I think the um, those organizations that are trying to promote the legalization of weed, they may have the answer. Because I tell you, I, at the end of my show, at the end of the day, I swear, sometimes it pushes me to the edge where I just want to light up. I swear. But, you know, I say, no, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Okay. Drugs Wimp. are bad. <laughs> I'm just not gonna do it. All right. So, uh, uh, Minihu, uh, uh, how do you do it? You know, so you're leaving. Why are you leaving? Why are you leaving Austin? Austin's a great place. It's thriving. And, uh, why, why are you letting them push you out? Nah, I'm not being pushed out. But 
Well, thanks to social media, my my uh, my reach will always be felt in Austin. But um, I'm leaving because like opportunities for me aren't optimal here. Like there's a certain threshold that uh, that uh, has been reached for me here musically, and as just like a public figure in in the city, and I feel like okay, like my my rates or the demand for me will increase when people here see oh like this guy has the chops to be around these people in New York or LA mm -hmm. and that's and it's it's a shame that you have to leave to receive respect from people that see you but i guess it's i went to school for economics see i'm not leaving see they know me as a black guy that carries a gun so i'm a, i got a mossberg shockwave i got a remington tac 14 and i'm start open, i'm going to open carry that and i'm going i'm coming down congress i'm coming for you <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to. Uh, uh, what is it? A uh, Soco? Yeah, I'm going yeah. down to Soco, and, and I'm just going to stand right there in those little shops, look at my cell phone with my Mossberg shockwave. I'm coming for him. Um. So yeah, kudos <laughs> to you for that. Like once again, like, but yeah, mainly Austin has its ceiling, especially for hip hop artists. Right. And like the industry is not here. The industry comes during South by, and like. All the Austin artists that I've seen participate in, in South by in the, in the realm of hip hop, they are South by official, but there's levels to it. There's hierarchies. Mm -hmm. There's so like a lot of artists that come it, in. It's it's hard to get into you know South by Southwest events. It's hard to get into um, what's the other the other festival we have ACL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very hard. You know, and, and they don't get artists. I don't. It's. Like ACL has a few of uh, of my peers on their lineups, but it's it's dope. Like the Bishops, the Magna Carta, Maylot, but at the end of the day, they're getting like the lowers the lower spots, and like that's because the demand for these acts outside of Texas isn't that huge, and um, it's important for me to like okay, to create the narrative. Yo, I'm based out of Austin. I started my music in Austin, but like, I'm am I a local act? No, I'm a global act. Oh, so that's that's gonna be the difference, and that's why I'm making this trip to like New York, LA for two months, and then Nigeria for a month. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, I have to diversify where people know me because, like, when people feel like they have like 24 access to you, it's like, oh, I'll see them next time. I don't need to say anything to him right now because he'll be here tomorrow. And I have to, like, shorten that demand. I have to shorten the supply of me. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. The first time I saw this young man speak, I had already lost it. I actually met both of them in the same meeting, and I had already lost it. And he looked at me like, this girl is about to jump across this room. But when he spoke, I was like, this is what Austin is taking for granted. This is what Austin... You got people leaving this city. These are young people, young minorities. Now I see why I brought them to the radio show. <laughs> but because I told... Don't even start with me. But... <laughs> it's, when it's, he It's because speaks, Olivia. Olivia's, like, Olivia's all-knowing and all-seeing. That's right. I'm the goddess. Um, it, it so when he, I, spoke, when he spoke, I was like, this is why I fight. I don't fight for people our age because we messed it up. We dropped the ball. We should have been more active. We should have gone to city council way before you existed. And, you know, but when I hear these stories of these, you know, young people having this this horrible battle, like you should not leave Austin only to come back and, tr and try to prove yourself. Angelica. Like there's no reason that should be happening. Angelica, why are you leaving Austin? Wait. 
I mean, there's there's several reasons why I'm leaving Austin. One is just the cost of living. I make I, I make a good salary, but at the same time, I can't uh, invest in stocks or anything because I'm having to worry about um, prices of cost of living, expenses to get around the city, this transportation. It takes me two hours. And of all places, you're going to Washington, D.C. They got a good subway system, right? Something that we oh, can't get together. Oh, <laughs> snap. Our transportation mm-hmm. is not Hashtag the best. Hashtag mobility but, bond. Yeah. And, oh, oh, I'm sorry. And part of this is my fault, too, you know, because Angelica, you know, <coughs> she's a conservative. Wait. Conservative Latina. She didn't say you could say that. Out I, that you know gets you shot in this town. I don't care. I'm throwing it out there anyway. You and get so, you shot. and that, and this is what we need here in Austin. That's and right. this is what we're running out. This is who I need to go to the polls and vote. Someone with that Not conservative mindset. Not the person that's putting these same stupid people back in office, and we're having the same results. Yeah, Austin. Austin leadership here, like a uh, community activist. Seems like any time a youngster tries to reach That's out right. and, and help with issues, they just take it personal. It's like they're gatekeepers. It's and It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's something that I, I didn't like about that. When I'm from Houston and people there, you know, you're trying to grow as a leader. You're you're fighting for the same cause and everybody unites. But you come to Austin and it's so divisive. It's so divisive, especially among minority leadership. It, it seems like we have a lot of minority gatekeepers. Like they're activists, but they're gatekeepers. They don't want to give you. I'm actually dealing with this right now on my own page. I tell people, I will give you the information and walk away. I want everybody to know how to source the information. But also, like, your emergency about an issue is not on my time. If I tried to help you or if I tried to get you involved in something and then at the last minute you want to jump on board and I'm already onto the next thing and the next huge issue... Like, it's not my fault. You're just now trying to understand something. Mm-hmm. When when someone like myself or Angelica approaches you and says, hey, I think this might help your cause, and you ignore it and ignore it, ignore it and then you get mad because she brings the mayor out, and your group didn't bring the mayor out for exactly. 10 years, and you've been fighting and having the same strategy that's not winning, it's not getting where all of us stayed after after these activists left the meeting before it was over, and we all got to talk to the mayor one-on-one. We don't need middlemen. We don't. That That is a choice. When you keep clogging up the system with fake meetings and fake activist things and marching and talking. things, you're just talking. You know, the one thing that really upset me about some of the people in this city on the activist side is when we had that situation of the naked guy that, that was shot, the naked kid that was shot. Right, David. Jackson. At that point in time, that was when we had an opportunity to yep. really make some change Absolutely. in Austin and with the with law enforcement we literally had our foots right. on the throats of the leadership yep. in this town and you know what they compromised themselves right out of it they were busy knitting hats they gave it up they totally they gave, gave it up they literally had, had it right we've there had and they totally so gave it up many opportunities and you know what the environmentalists seem to take over every opportunity and we specifically asked for that meeting with the mayor for everybody to let people who lived in the neighborhood speak first and they did and and I felt that was one of the meetings that everybody was respectful of that basic rule like please let the people that live here that are that have the right. questions speak and exactly. i felt like you and Angelica did a great job of, of maintaining that and the people that showed up. But the minute the meeting was over, I don't know if you saw this, the mayor was getting ambushed by environmentalists. I was actually speaking to the mayor and an environmentalist interrupted me and started talking over me. And I was like, that is exactly what we're dealing with. If you have friends that are environmentalists in Austin and they're not marching with you about police shootings and they're not going to the school district and getting PIR packets for you because you're at work, then they're in your way. 
That's it. That's it. And that's all. Like, you can't have these people show up to the only community meeting that has a mayor that's talking about Code Next where it was a form. It was not guarded. We didn't have we didn't have a panel. It was people and the mayor. Period. I don't know why these activists keep complaining about the same thing over and over and over. And they talk about suing people and doing this and that and having a tantrum about, you know, what's being built on their side when they didn't even know about Codex. If they did know about Codex, they weren't on the east side talking about it. They weren't. Yeah, but they want you to buy their solar panels, you know. That's, yeah. that's exactly. Yeah. And you know what? The thing is, mm-hmm. I, when I see these same that's environmentalists the installing solar panels on the people in East Austin, the elderly who have homes whose energy bills are astronomical, when I see those environmentalists installing solar panels on those houses, then I'll listen to them. Yeah. But where are they on the east side? Right. You know, it's a food. Desert they're trying there. to they're trying yeah. to get votes. Now they're holding code next meetings. Yeah. Because the election is coming up. See, that's the, that's the thing. The thing that really kills me here, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about kids. I'm going to talk about, you know, the, the running part of it and stuff. What I do not like, we got people in this city, just, they complain about it. every cotton-picking thing. As soon as you ask them for a $5 or $10 or oh. $30 for the help a kid, well, 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 coach, you know, I just gave a couple weeks money. ago and stuff. No, you didn't because we, we was in the club together and you had your drink on. What club you go to? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, come on now. You, you got your drink on, so Aren't you promised all this stuff. And then when you go to the office, <laughs> and then when you go to the office and stuff, you know, this happened to me one time. Now, Coach does have a twin brother, so he y- could, y'all need he to could get be straight. his twin. Not his twin. So he does have a twin. Don't promise me something. The same, though, when it comes to kids, don't promise me something That's right. and you don't do it. That's right. I'm going to show up at your office. That's right. And this happened to me about eight years ago. This guy was having dinner. He was, you know, oh, I know Coach Ware and blah, blah. I, you know, I don't care if you know me or not. My thing is about the kids. Yep. Come to my office and we're going to write you a check. I go to the office. Secretary said, well, he's not in right now. The mm. door was cracked. He's sitting in there on the phone. I said, when are you going to be back? Well, he left, oh, about 30 minutes ago. I just went over there and pushed the door open. I said, how you doing? Hey, Coach, where are you doing? I'm saying, I come to pick that check up. Well, Austin is known as the least philanthropic city in the United States. And I learned this by working with the Cultural Arts Division, which we're trying to develop programs to do a better job of outreach. And it's volunteer. I'm doing this as a volunteer because I know that there's a gap between the the city and reaching out Mm -hmm. to artists Mm -hmm. like... Like, yeah, I mean, you. there's a huge gap. There's money there. The money is sitting, waiting for artists to apply for it. And they're not applying for it because the city's not doing outreach. Well, my, so- pro- my problem is you have some of these so-called city, so-called little activist leaders who have their little issues, too, because some of them are, like, uh, kind of hooked on drugs. And that <laughs> there's a lot is of a problem. There is there there are there's a lot of you know activist leaderships that are like busy getting high when I'm getting phone calls from evacuees yeah, at four I, in the I'm, morning. I mean, I, you could you could see it a mile away because it's it it comes out. It's a certain smell that comes out of your pores. So you can you can tell. Oh. Yeah, you can tell when someone's doing you know certain things that they're doing. Well, I'm too thick to do anything, so everybody knows I don't do anything. But I mean, the, the thing is, like, you've got you've got to understand, like, if you are not if you're an activist and you are still complaining about the same thing you've been complaining about for 20 years and you don't cite your resources, you're not 100 percent transparent. Mm-hmm. People need to let go of you. You are the one dragging everybody else down. People like Angelica, she did so much stuff on her own. I do a lot of work on my own. All of us have the potential to work on our own. 
aside from the government, aside from groups, and do what what is right. You have the choice to go to city council now, on when, your own. I want to talk about the school closures because they're closing schools down. No, wait, stop. What are they, what word are they using? So they switched it. Now anybody who's trying to read about the bond, you'll hold hear a bunch high. of. Hold it up high. I can't. It's so heavy. Hold, hold up. it up high. So this is my PIR request that right. I I applied. There we go. To AISD, I got I asked for the entirety of the bond process, start to finish. Um, I wanted all public communication, citizen outreach. I want to see who signed what paper to talk publicly about these bonds. When the city did have meetings in East Austin, now I'm not familiar with the bond. I was approached by another activist who is she's doing a really good job about talking about the bond, and she did start a PAC program. And she, I started following her, and I actually talked to her about Connect. She talked to me about the bond, and I still didn't understand it because I didn't go to school for that. And so I just the bottom line is they're closing schools. They're not yep. closing schools. See, that's where people... So a lot of activists tend to over-communicate their strategy. Mm-hmm. And so the district picked up on that real quick. And so now they're not saying closing. They're saying consolidating. Mm. So when you consolidate you schools, something. you're not closing, you're <laughs> yeah. consolidating. You're closing something. So yep. now it's probably going to be transition. For, they're going to transition it to, well, now we have this vacant building because the schools are consolidated. Mm-hmm. So that's so how the city's we, getting so away with it. So when we do these urban sprawls, Dave, and Dave. we add uh, these high-rises <laughs> on East Austin, Dave, uh, where are these kids going to go to school, Dave, in East Austin? No, now, the city demographer, the schools, the city demographer said the population is going to decrease in East Austin. And it's actually written in this package, too, that they are expecting a decrease in families in East Austin. And where I and was where I was raising the the red flag, not the white one, was is it because you're pushing families away? Is that why the population's decreasing? And the reason and the reason I'm talking about this topic on the show is because this is gonna increase crime in this city. Crime is this is going to the more we pack people together. That's right. The more we stack There's them on top of each on other. Them. There's studies. Crime is going to There's increase. actual studies on this very problem, especially <laughs> with people of color. It simulates incarceration. Yes. And that's what these. It's NIMBYs, like you're living in a jail. That's what these people want for you because they're not doing it in West Austin. No, there's there's not there there the best example of pocket sprawling is the domain. Do, the domain was they took they do took you know what sex- happens in a domain what happens in a domain stays in a domain do you, i know that do you know that there is a ring of people that are going around breaking into apartments in the domain but, that, but so they so, have it on video go look look oh at no, it. google the it on youtube domain has a high crime rate <laughs> i it, agree yeah, but it's crazy. when you take when you take this 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 pocketed urbanization and you stick it a, a little bit away from the core of the city, which would be like East Austin now, mm-hmm. and you stick it on a different part of the city, people are gravitated and they start to move out there. Urban sprawl is talking about, these people, these urbanists are talking about just overbuilding in East Austin, but they're not talking about pocket urban sprawling in West Austin, mm. which has been successful. The domain on paper is successful as far as urban sprawl. It is really successful. It's almost turned into its own city. Now, crime rate, yes, that's a good example. <laughs> that's a good a great example. Because I get the alerts. But you know what? I Who, get the blotter report. I know what goes down. Who's teaching gun classes there? Are those people <laughs> taking those online gun courses? <laughs> I know what. I tell you what. I know what. I listen to the the little reports there. You, you got a lot of little break-ins that are going on there. You get, There's the a videos, lot of sexual assault. funny because the videos are on YouTube. There's a lot of sexual assault there, too. A yeah. lot of robberies, stores getting robbed. Yeah. But but that's okay to keep happening in East Austin, though. Thank you, City of Austin. <laughs> All right. We're talking about, uh, this is going to be our last break. We're talking about the code next, talking about what's happening down at the hurricane. 
Uh, a lot going on. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County, and you're listening to Come and Talk It. off on the news of the day with the talk poll online at talk1370.com talk1370 the right choice Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. I tell you, I want you guys to have a wonderful week. Uh, make sure that you we have coming up, we have our Definitely our courses that we're having for Texas Law Shield. We have uh, the fourth Wednesday of the month where you can get the legislative update. A lot of changes have happened in the Texas legislature this past session. So you want to get all those updates and changes about the gun laws. So definitely check out a seminar with a Texas and U.S. Law Shield. I can carry my samurai sword now. <laughs> Texas Law Shield also protects if your fists, by the way. Any type of weapon that you use uh, is actually protected by you in Texas and U.S. Is, law does shield it now. protect your mind? So definitely you, you might want to check into Texas Law Shield. If you, you think you may get into a confrontation, something may happen. Because I'm telling you, the legal yeah, system, so. you do not want to get involved in that legal system. <laughs> uh, you're you're going to find out next week. We're going to talk to Marcus Allen Weldon next Sunday about you know his issues and his problems because Marcus Allen Wellen, nicknamed the Santa Shooter, is back in the news again. Oh, and I was trying to get him on this Sunday, but we weren't able to get him on before we went off the air. But we're going to have him on next Sunday to talk about some issues that he's involved in right now, and some problems that he's having because you know, he's he's been cleared, he's been found not guilty, but they still have a warrant out for his arrest, mm. <laughs> and he's been found not guilty. So Why does yeah, he still have a warrant? so he can't oh. even leave the state. He can't leave the city, can't leave the country. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. There's, and he can't carry a gun. Can't get oh. his handgun license. Ooh. And he's been found not guilty. So you, you, the legal system is something else. And he didn't have a U.S. law shield. He didn't have any type of legal, mm. legal program or anything like that assisting him. So you might want to get Texas U.S. law shield because you're going to find out if you have a ever have to use your firearm, you're going to be very surprised yep. about what really happens. Yeah. Well, here, I've actually kind of done the math on it. So you can't even get your LTC until you're, or a handgun until you're 21, right? Mm -hmm. So if you live for another 100 years, meaning you're 121 years old, which does not happen very often, mm -hmm. you'd still only spend $13,000 on Texas Law Shield. Mm. And guess what? Yeah, all it takes is and one I, incident and you're 30 grand. One incident. I, I was going to say an unlawful... Incident. Possession of a firearm is what, like fifteen thousand on the minimum, plus the lawyer, plus the blah blah. blah it's, it's, it's cost this guy, this guy here, over thirty grand to defend himself. <clears throat> He's still having legal issues yeah. right now. Texas mm. Law Show is so worth it, man. I got it. I got it. It's through like you, ten dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, it's, it's ten ninety five. Like, they take it right out carry, of my account. If you carry or you're month. prone to, like, you know, it takes that one incident, that one, pr that one thing that happens one time, you're done. You're done. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I, I want to thank Angelica for coming on the Bye, show. Jelly. She's leaving town. Aww. She's leaving us. But we're going to bring her back. We're going to you know, pull her back in, get her back here in Austin. Uh, a mini who is leaving town. Oh, mini who. We're going to get too. him back. He's going he's gonna to come back. You know, people are leaving now. We're going to get him back. He needs, he, well, he's going to Nigeria. So. And I want to thank Coach Ware from coming on. Coach oh, Ware. Coach. 
Uh, it's my pleasure. I, I tell you, you my know, pleasure. you're you're an awesome, All you know, awesome track coach. Spent a lot of time at Houston Tillotson. Want to? I appreciate that. You know, even though you may not have been appreciated at the end, but we we want you to know we appreciate. We love you, you coach. Yeah, and thank y'all very much. I think today much. I'm gonna buy you a nice big old drink. Oh, I yeah. thought he was well, gonna I'm say right steak. Then. I thought he was gonna say steak. No, just he's drink. gonna buy you a steak. As an HT yeah. alum, we we love you and we appreciate you. I appreciate that. I know, love you for other reasons. Boy, I I. I prayed long right and now. hard about my decision and stuff, you know, but I just, you know, sometimes you see the lights and stuff, you know, but I'm about kids. I'm about Houston Tillerson. I'm about the city. I'm about East Side and stuff like that. The thing is that people need to realize stuff. Stop saying something. Do what you say. Yep. And then show up. And like, I, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to say this and I'm going to let you go. Don't tell me something about kids. I, I think Austin should support track clubs. Mm. We we have other cities that they come to us and say, well, well how y'all get here? Oh, the city pay for it. Yep. You know, you go on the nationals, the, the, the they pay they pay for that. It, it would reduce kids. crime. They do that you in other they, countries. Uh, 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 Chicago, uh, pal, they yeah. they pay up for a whole group of kids to go to the nationals. I've been trying to fight that for. They don't do that here. Nope. At all. You on your own. Yeah, with it. But you let one of them kids get in trouble, and don't come pat me on the back. Coach, you're doing a good job there. Give us some money to take care of these kids when we travel. Or they need anything, or or like or find find the way to to make the city like do, a grant. Like the city, I mean, that's the problem. The city has grants. Everything is just so it's so hard to get. It's so hard. You have to fill out form after form after form. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't be that hard to take care of the people. About five hundred pages of stuff, and then yeah. they tell you wait three weeks. Yeah. And then the three weeks come up. Well, we got to go to this, and the lessons got to yeah. vote on, and all that kind of stuff. That's not helping these kids. No. Then they wonder why these kids are always getting in trouble. Yep. They bored. Mm. Nowadays, they're bored. And the ones that stay in the house and get on the little iPads and stuff like that, play the game and stuff, well, those kids, you ain't got to worry about them. But the other kids, like athletes and stuff that want to play basketball, run track, play football, yeah. hockey, and all that stuff, those kids are bored. And the east side is getting messed up because it's nothing there, period. And Angelica, what do you want the people to know? <sighs> get your guns. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love. That's why I love her. Why she that's why I love like her. That. See, that's you why I love said, her. You could have said, "Go vote." No, go no, she, vote. no, yo, no. Is, is my twin brother through? That was perfect. <laughs> is my twin, twin brother through? If Harvard through, he, he graduated. Gradu- yes, he he, he finished class. Gun. Bless yeah. his heart. A uh, minihu. What do you want the people to know? I want the people to know. Um, you can catch me on any platform. Only underscore minihu. O m e n i h u. But most importantly, just keep creating. Um, quit complaining from the sidelines and get in the game and and yep. participate in the best way you know how. That's all it is. Mm, you give me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see a big one. I just goosebumps. Goosebumps. Every time he speaks, and, and, goosebumps. Angelica. Uh, well, you know it's been a pleasure to grow into this city. Houston Tillotson will always be my home in East Austin and. I just really hope we can set apart our differences and accept conservatives more into the city to the point that maybe I can come back and try to lead here. So you better come back. No, maybe. Yeah. No, maybe. You're saying that hey, you it's coming? Tough. It's tough out here. Conservatives yeah. are coming. We're coming back. Don't worry. And I don't even consider myself a conservative, but you know what? I mean, y'all look at the problems the city has right now. That's that Democratic leadership. That at the end of the day, that's it. That's the problem. That's why it looks like Chicago now. Yeah. yeah. And, and if people continue to vote, you know, Democratic. You know that's that's what's going to happen. You're putting you the same of, people in office. You yeah, think about the, the you think about the, the, same the same we're the only city in the United States that's losing its African American population, mm. and you look at who led that. 
Mm. Y'all, y'all need to really understand what that means. But you see, on, on the other hand... I want to thank you guys for coming to the show today. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. Yeah. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.